Hey bro, how's it going, man? So, I'm I'm reading the uh, the article you sent me. So thanks for copy pasting it. Um, so there are a few things that are that are um, not in alignment with uh, my beliefs. I guess I'm not sure if you care about knowing about that or not, or you just want to agree to disagree. But I'll, I'll just share it with you anyways. One of the things he talks or they talk about they them <laughs> or it talks about <laughs> um what they, what they talk about is the concept of progression or improvement or advancement or progression or zinvolvimento is they don't agree with that and anyways i mean if, if you're curious to know about the baha'i point of view uh, our point of view is that the journey of not only this life but all the worlds of god is a process of progression and advancement towards our creator towards perfection um this is very difficult for me to agree with that concept that you are already perfect um, because everything we look at in nature and nature has really been created by god for our training for our education uh, this is what we learn in the Baha'i you know in the Baha'i teachings that everything in the physical realm has been created to educate us for that higher purpose which is spiritual education now when you look at anything in nature there is progression there is growth there is uh, a perfecting of, of sorts one good example is you know the fetus while still in the world of the womb of the mother it's developing its organs right it's perfecting its faculties and its uh, potentialities and its organs and its mind and its eyes its legs right limbs um you see what i'm saying and and you know in nine months it comes to this world it uh, is reborn into a new world essentially when you look at the plant, a mishmakoiza, it's like the most beautiful analogy in scripture that I love is truly the analogy of the plant where, and I'm going on a little bit of a tangent, but obviously you see progression where it starts from a seed and it ends up in a big massive tree bearing fruits. Um, but it's so it's such a beautiful analogy, the tree, in that... It has a lower nature and a higher nature. One is in the soil, in the darkness of the soil beneath the earth. It's, it's all darkness. But what does it do? It doesn't reject its darkness, its dark side or dark tendencies. It is attracted to the light. It moves upwards and away in, in the opposite direction of its lower nature, of its roots. And th this is such a beautiful analogy because we as human beings as well were taught in scripture that we have both a human nature, a lower nature, and a higher nature or a spiritual nature, a divine nature created in the image of God. And really the goal of life, one of the uh, essentials is to run <laughs> essentially in the opposite direction of our lower nature to reject it you know and this is why um i know it sounds pretty harsh 
But this is what Christ talked about and all the divine prophets talked about, a rejection. And in many cases, they used very strong words like, uh, like hating this world, despising this world, um, and loving the spiritual worlds. So it's kind of like the plant where it, it escapes from the soil, the darkness of its lower nature, and it is attracted to the light. It just keeps going upwards. And the sun, what is the sun? The sun in, in, the, in the world of nature represents God, essentially. In, in most scripture, that's the best analogy we have for God, the, the source of all life, right? And so the journey of life is really falling in love with, this, with that light and being attracted to it and going in that direction while not completely rejecting your lower nature because it's because of your lower nature your roots the soil that you are allowed to go upwards in the opposite direction and that's what we're taught in in scripture that the way this world has been created yin and yang you know the dark side and the light side the darkness and and the lower nature our lower nature has been created we've been created with a lower nature because our lower nature, our dark side, allows us to move towards the light side, the, 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 the side of the light, you know. Just like the plant, without, its, without the soil, the dark side, the, its roots, it can't, it can't go upwards, right, in the opposite direction. So because of the human imperfections, we learn throughout life what human imperfections are like and vices and addictions how it's really a manifestation of void, of lack, um, of deficiencies, uh, the lack of love, the lack of connection with source, and how despicable these, the absence of, of these divine perfections are. Like resentment, for example. You grow up, something happens to you, you become resentful, victim mentality, unforgiveness, bitterness, right? But then throughout life, you learn what it truly means to forgive and let go and reshape your perception of what happened to you. That suffering is not a bad thing. That suffering perfects you in, in this realm and, and helps you advance towards that light. Then you let go. You truly let go. And then you feel what true forgiveness feels like. You free yourself from those morbific processes of resentment, of bitterness, of victim mentality, etc. You realize that you've always been loved. And that suffering is part of the love of your maker, your creator. It's part of the design where he says that he slayeth the lovers. Okay, he slayeth the lovers. The true lover yearneth for tribulation, he says, in the seven valleys uh, in Baha'i scripture. Anyways, long story short, I'm, I'm going on a little bit of a tangent. But to say that we're perfect just the way we are and you need to make no effort... This I don't agree with, okay? I don't agree with. Everything that we learn in Scripture um, says, says quite the opposite. You know, he says, Seize thy chance, free thyself from the fetters of this world, the chains of this world, and loose thy soul from the prison of self. Seize thy chance, for it will come to thee no more. Um, and I will say this, you know, there are a lot of theories. I'm, I'm going to emphasize this again which is there are so many human theories, you know, human theories, which sound great, obviously, very intelligent people. 
However, the Word of God, the explanations given by Him, trumps every single human understanding. You know what I'm saying? If So here's the thing. If there is such a thing as a God, right? The Almighty, the All-Knowing, the Everlasting, the Eternal One, the Architect of the Universe, whatever you want to call Him or Her or It, if there is such a thing as a God, then a lot of people are making a claim, okay? Like 7 million Baha'is worldwide, um, a couple billion Muslims worldwide, a couple billion Christians worldwide. They are claiming that the Bible, the Quran, um, the Baha'i teachings is the Word of God, essentially. It's basically communicated to human beings, to creation, through God's uh, messengers, essentially, right? The divine prophets. And if this happens to be the case, if it happens to be the case, then this is a pretty strong claim. Wouldn't you want to know if this is true or not? You know what I'm saying? If this is true or not, and judge his word by his own standard, not by the standards of men, and investigate this claim with your own eyes and your own knowledge, your own mind and your own heart. What do I mean by this? Well, here's what I mean. If you truly were to spend a few minutes a day, okay, reading the Baha'i scripture and reflecting on it, you will find, you know, if you, if you do it once or twice, uh, it might not, you know, affect you. But if you do it just for like one week or two weeks, okay, you will find that the power inherent in the word of God far transcends any of the greatest philosophers and minds of the world. If they were to come together, they would not be able to reproduce these verses revealed by God, by his divine prophets, which feed the heart, feed your mind, transform you, heal you like no other human words can ever do. And that's when you know, that's when you know. It connects with every heart because it's been designed to, it's like food, right? It's like food from the trees. The Lord has created these natural foods for our physical well-being and nutrition and health. And once you eat fruit from a tree, a real tree, you know, you know that this is real food. Food is medicine. This, this happened to me when I was in my early 20s. For the first time in my life, I had a fruit from a tree. And I grew up in Canada, right? Toronto, the city. I always used to go to supermarkets to buy food. And everything t tastes like rubber, no smell whatsoever. Eu vim para Portugal. O meu tio vive em Portimão. He has a you know, property in Monchique. And I had oranges from the, straight from the tree for the first time. And oh my God, the, the, the smell, the taste, uh, it was like life-giving and I had never experienced it. And when I experienced that, I was like, oh my God, this is real food. And since then, I dreamt about having my own land. Uh, graças a Deus, long story short, now I'm in I have my own land and I'm growing my own food. So. Once you taste, I'll, I'll say this, once you taste of the sweetness of the Word of God, okay, then you will become a believer. Then you will know this is, this is basically your own experience. Every human word and theory in comparison will pale, okay? It will pale in comparison. And again, I invite you, again, I invite you to not hold back and 
start consuming <laughs> the food of the Lord. You know what I'm saying? Which is his word, the hidden words, his beautiful prayers. Uh, Baha'u'llah and the Bab revealed over a hundred thousand verses like never before in human history. Because unlike past ages, humanity has the capacity now to understand greater truths. So no longer do we have merely a Quran. No longer do we merely have a Bible, only one page of which theologists say is pure and, and revealed by Christ. The rest is like hearsay from his disciples. Yes, it's divinely inspired, but it's, it's not authentic. And Baha'u'llah, the Lord of the age, has revealed everything authentically, okay, hundreds of thousands of verses to the point where myself, we Baha'is have not had the time to read and meditate on all of it. Such a body of work. And when you understand that the divine manifestation of God revealed all of this scripture with no premeditation, no afterthought, no correcting, okay, in a short amount of time under the greatest suffering and persecution by the, uh, the religious leaders of his time, this is the greatest proof of the divine manifestation of God and their superhuman powers. To be able to reveal such huge content which is transforming society as we speak and will carry forward human civilization for the next thousands of years, okay, until the next prophet and divine educator appears, uh, that's, that's the proof, that's the greatest proof, the power inherent in the Word of God, which has the unique ability of transforming the human heart, nourishing the human heart, and uh, in essence, accelerating this transformation and growth uh, towards the light, which that article denies, essentially. So anyways, I thought I'd share that. I went on a tangent. I do apologize. But um, I just want to share that. That he, One thing I will share is once you taste of the sweetness of divine revelation, which has been the motive power of human civilization for since uh, humanity you know, came into existence, <clears throat> you will not even have time to study human theories because again everything pales in comparison you will reach a level of certitude you know in, in the baha'i revelation we have a book it's called the book of certitude and it was revealed to cast away all doubts and once you reach a level of certitude there's such peace and tranquility and beauty to that not only in spiritual education but also in any aspect of your life. You know, you, you study something, but then you reach to a certain uh, skill or expertise that you're confident you found the truth when it comes to the science of uh, farming, when it comes to the uh, uh, science of health. For example, you may know about the terrain theory of disease, how alkalizing and oxidizing the body is the cure for 99.999% of diseases. I see it in my clinical practice 24-7, okay? And this is the truth. They are suppressing hard and shadow banning and banning 24-7, okay? And persecuting anybody who dares uh, uh, help human beings uh, save their lives, right? Because they want to depopulate and disempower people. So once you, once you come upon this 
a theory and you learn about it and you, you implement it, you reach a level of certitude which nothing can swerve you away from it. And the same applies for spiritual truth. Once you taste of the sweetness of the Word of God designed for the human heart, okay, it, it so connects with the human heart that you will know okay, of a certitude that this, this comes from God. It is not man-made. It's not like, like all these uh, people say, a lot of people say, oh, it's a human construct. Religion is a human construct and it's man-made and they created it to control you. Well, let me tell you this. Once you start diving deep into the ocean of his words, you will realize that no human being could ever dream of revealing such words in their wildest dreams, okay? In their wildest dreams. You will feel it and you will know it. Like I said, it's the type of divinely inspired revealed word that carries human civilization forward throughout the ages. As Christ said, first was the word, in the beginning was the word. And his word, his revelation is always the source of the arts and science, sciences of the world and carries human civilization forward. Again, divine revelation is the motive power of human civilization. It has always been. So anyways, I'm going to end with that. I uh, hope you're doing good. Actually, I just read that first part from the article, but I feel like I've, I've sent you an audiobook. So I'm going to end it with that. And, and then we'll continue this conversation, I'm sure. Hope you have a good day, man. And we'll be in touch. Ciao. Abrazo.